online, I would see like shop owners and different people and they would say, well, I don't like Titan because I don't like how he does the boom. Oh gosh. Oh, come on. <laughs> people are so petty. But then I would go on stage in front of schools and all the kids and they'd be like, do you have questions? And all these hands. And then like, they'd raise their hand and like, can you do the boom? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, awesome. so I'm like, I don't really don't care yep. what people think. Like the kids love it. Yep. That's what it's about. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Nick Goldner, and I'm joined for the third time in this series, episode number three, by my two co-hosts, Jason Zenger, Jim Carr. Hey, Nick. We're here with Titan. Bam. We are oh. here in Texas. Texas, baby. We are Great not vine. in California, and I want to talk to you about that. So, you know, Titans of CNC was in California. That's most of your story has been California based so far. Absolutely. And here we are in Texas and you made a move and you made a huge commitment to take your whole business to a completely different state. Tell us why. Give us the story behind that. <laughs> I mean, in the last two episodes, we talked about the path and you know, starting my machine shop and then going into the academy and building the academy and as I was taking off. But you know, there came a time where I had to like make a decision. I was like with the TV show, I was like traveling all over the world in hotel rooms. I was doing quotes. I didn't have good leadership at my shop and it was just like a struggle. And when things went, didn't go right at the shop, it was my fault because I'm right. not there to lead, you know? So I was at a pivotal point where it's, I was like, I got to choose one. Either I'm going to go on this media education adventure that nobody's ever done it on this level before, or I'm going to go back to just making only parts so I can be the best at that. And looking at it, I'm like, one, I'm one of, told my wife, Gina, we're one of hundreds of thousands of shops, but we're the only ones to actually figure this out. The and education side. The education yeah, the stuff. Side. And just bringing the awareness. You know, what? one of the things I said, I said, it's, it's a training gap and it's an awareness gap. And people might be like, oh, there's so many videos out there, but that is on purpose. We're teaching everything. We're making real parts. We're showing all the different facets of manufacturing and we're putting them out there so millions of people can see it and they get used to it. And then we're showing the variations from simple parts to extremely complicated parts. Sure. And now as the platform has grown, as the viewership has grown, like millions of people watch our, our stuff and, and it's just been an incredible platform. It's kind of like, okay, what are we gonna do now? Right. You know, and it's like, okay, we're going to go 100% into it and we're going to go big and we're going to bring in new technologies. We're going to bring in EDN, additive, all different types of machines. Grinding. Grinding. Yep. You know, United Grinding now. And we're going to do academies for all of it. We give everything for free and we're just going to go all in. We were on that road and COVID hit, you know. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that you want to go big. Yeah. And this is the place to go I wasn't big. even thinking about Texas. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about Texas, but like COVID hit and there was time for two months. I had to send my employees home. Right. But as a shop owner, I had responsibilities. Yeah. Me and my two sons would go in. And during that time, like we literally, and there's a lot, a bunch of my workers that could we're actually working from home and helping and editing and doing different things. But we doubled production on videos and different things. And because like, you had the time and the resources to do it. 
because you weren't doing it, you weren't doing machining. Is that why you because doubled it? I'd already kind of walked down, you know, we, we were just talking. I said, I spent my whole life trying to build customers. And then when I made this decision, I had to go to each one because each one is a family member and is important even at the end. And I, I had to go talk to them and say, hey, I'm going to go into education. I'm still going to be your best friend. I'm going to train up a workforce that you are going to be able to hire. So I'm, we're still friends. But until then, I am going to give you my programs. I'm going to give you the fixtures, help you get new vendors, and take care of everything because I'm going on this this other so you journey didn't just and drop stuff. Them, say, hey, figure no it out. No way. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually over probably close to two years. You know, I spent that time and spent it in California. But yeah, when COVID was hitting, we were actually doubled productivity on the videos. On while salespeople couldn't go into shops everybody's on their phone. They're just watching and learning all mm -hmm. of these different things. Like the community, I'm so close to my community. Talk to them every day, mentor shops all over the world. And like, it's such a tight thing, you know? So I truly care about what we put out. Sure, yeah. But as this thing grows, like I wasn't sure exactly how it was going to go. And literally on May 12th, a year ago, I woke up and I just, like God spoke to me on that day and he just said, Texas. I never thought about it. I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think I had the money. I, what would my employees do? But in one day I walked down, I told my wife, I said, I just feel that we're being told to go to Texas. And she was like following me out. She's like, what? what? You know, and she's super conservative. And so I knew that she'd be down with it, but I just said, let me go get some coffee and I'll call you back. And it's a crazy story because I went and got coffee and I texted Jason Patterson, Blazer Swiss Lube. He used to be <laughs> Mav TV and he's the one that purchased my TV show. But two years previous, I saw on Facebook that he actually moved to Texas. I didn't know where. So I texted him. He had only contacted me and said, Hey, can I use you as a reference? I was like, yeah. And that's pretty much all we had spoken in two years. But I texted him. I said, you moved to Texas. There must be a reason why. Can you tell me? And he sends me this long text. Oh, really? And Serious. He, and he literally tells me. He gave you the top 10 reasons oh, to move to Texas. Who does that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody that's passionate. Oh, yeah. Who does that, right? Yeah, I mean, just right out of the blue. Texas. Yeah. So he sends me this thing. He's like, we scoured America for the best place to raise a family. And this place, Flower Mound, kept coming up. We flew in, stayed at this like town square where we're going to have dinner. Mm -hmm. And we talked to locals and everybody was so kind and like nice. And they just want to know your story. And I want to go in, into certain things. But like the schools were just like, we've never experienced it before. He had some personal things that went on and the here, everything changed. Yeah. And it was just such a blessing on his family. It was crazy. But he told me all this stuff. And then I told my wife and then we just started having dinner, dreaming about like, oh, we made plans to go to Texas. And we came and we stayed at the same hotel that I told you guys. Yep. We went and to that mall. We just duplicated the same process. We fell in love with it. We actually, I just knew, I knew we put down on a house went into contract that weekend, which is just a week later. And then I went back and then I told my leadership team mm -hmm. first, got their buy-in. How big I, is your leadership team? At that time, it was about six people on the super top level that I'm like, I just really confide in everything with, you know, yeah. and flew them out here and let them look at it and just sold them so on the vision. So you weren't feeling California? There was something was you weren't feeling California. Oh, you're trying to pull it out of me, right? Yeah, what, yeah. What were you feeling about California? Yeah. Well, no, I want to get this, and I'm listening really intently what you're saying. And you had this epiphany 
that Texas was calling you, right? This is hard-hitting journalism well, from Jim Carr. Let me, <laughs> no. Let me just be straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to be. That's what it's all about. When we teach, like I teach everyone, I love all people. I love like everything. I grew up in Hawaii, man. Yeah, I went from yeah. Hawaii being the only white kid to Oakland being the only white kid. You know what I mean? Boxing in those gyms. <laughs> yes. Like it's, I just, you know, going into prisons, doing all the things that I've ever done, man. And like, for me, being conservative, being a Christian, being like a business owner, being everything, you know, I just, you know, didn't feel like I could just be myself. And my wife, the same thing, you know, but it wasn't, I didn't make a business. It was something that was weighing on me that you just can't talk openly about things that you care about. I'm not criticizing anybody else. I'm just saying, this is who I am. And like, you're good. Love yeah. you. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. you're just, good. That state but didn't you align even, with your values as much as yeah. this state. And then you're building a business. Like I used to like some years it would be like, wait, I'm paying how much taxes? Right. I don't even have that in the bank. Like where'd that go? You yeah, know you're I mean? talking to a bunch of people uh, from Illinois. Was, uh, he was yeah. Now I'm getting it. <laughs> the clouds are parting in my head. It was a lot of different things. It was a little that calculated. Day, it changed. It wasn't yeah. an epiphany. It was somewhat calculated. Well, I wouldn't say calculated, Jim. He's just had some things that were weighing on him for there, many, many there years. There was no thought. My wife said, my wife would ask me, when can we, like, be forced? You'd be like, oh, you know, do you think we can move, like, to Nevada sometime or this? And I said, when I retire, mm-hmm. we'll go. We'll buy your parents a house. We bought them a house here. There's a video on it. Yeah, it's I saw crazy. that. crazy. Yeah, they thought they were going into a little apartment or they thought they were going in a condo and they were, like, stressing out. And then we were in escrow the whole time. And it was awesome. But anyway, I kept telling her, like, and it wasn't calculated because I didn't think it was possible. How are you going to move? I have a whole company with all these employees. It was that day that things changed. And I knew, like, I knew, like, I knew that was the path. And then I put it all in motion and then talked to my guys, went back, talked to the whole team, brought my whole company out here, took them all over the place and sold them on it. it to them. And it's 75% of my employees. I don't have a big shop. It's probably like 22 people. 75% of them, roughly 15, 16, came and actually purchased house. I was like, I'm going to give you a raise. I'm going to pay you more money in Texas. With a lower so I was cost giving of away money. Yeah. I'm going to pay you more money. And some of my guys, my machinists, like with two kids making really good money, they're living in an apartment. And I was like, you're going to be able in to California. buy Yeah. Yes. I'm like, you're going to be able to buy a house for your family. Of course. Mm-hmm. So I just, I sold them on the whole thing and then uh, brought everybody over and we all agreed. And there was about six that couldn't because of they live next to family. They sure. had they got you know, roots that roots. they weren't willing to uproot. And so we figured out, like Nicole, everybody knows Nicole. She does like Mastercam tutorials. Like she does them from home now. She just That's does great. education yeah. for us and, and teaches the world, you know? And Billy Boyce, he's like an engineer and he loves the ocean and he loves camping and all these different things. And there's roots, but he does all the engineering and then the prints and all the stuff for the academy. He does it from California. So a lot of my guys, like six of them stayed there and um did you lose a single great. employee because of the move during the move no so either you kept them and they work remote or they came with we we kept everybody employed that's awesome what a great story well let's transition to another thing i'm i'm really into and obviously you're into it too and you do a great job of it and you don't really call it marketing which is great cuz the best marketers don't they're not pushing anything right. on anyone yeah 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 but you know that's what i studied in school i was an artist i was into communications marketing was a kind of a natural fit for how am i going to fit into this 
German engineering and manufacturing company when I do paintings, right? So it was marketing for me. And the Content Marketing yeah, Institute. Content Marketing, that's yeah. my thing. And so when you do a good job of that, you build a Titanic brand, right? And you have extremely, <laughs> yeah, there's my dad jokes, extremely loyal audience that follows you. And like you said, your community means so much to you. That's the goal of every market, right? To get people to pursue what they're creating and to follow them and to engage with their brand and to create customers out of a community. What's your philosophy on marketing? I mean, is it even marketing to you? No, I was going to say, you probably don't even know that you're marketing because we didn't know that we were content marketing when we started this podcast. I would say that it's a hybrid, right? Yes. Ever since when I first worked at Zanola Manufacturing, the owner told me, gave me a good piece of advice. And he said, if you can solve people's problems, you'll always be successful. We built this incredible platform. The academy is in 170 countries. Like right now, 140, it just keeps going up. 140 current students, some drop off, some, you know, mm-hmm. current students. And we, I look at it and I'm just like, you're serving that industry, right? So we're giving free education to everybody. But guess what? The the machines that we run, the tools that we use and everything, we actually like, we work with companies that sponsor the academy, mm-hmm. which allows us to actually give free education to all schools and everybody. And then where's marketing going? Everything's on the internet now, right? Right. You know, so like everybody's in chat rooms and doing different things. But the thing that I value is that nobody does videos and saying like, oh, I tried what Titan did and like it failed, right? People would love to do that video. Yeah. And I don't always go for the biggest machine. I've turned down crazy money and crazy things that people have offered me because I look at the community and I look at what's good for them and what's going to yes. help them compete. And I will never put something out that I feel exactly is like more than what they need. Like I got Deuce on right here, you know? Yeah. I could go... There's higher end different machines and stuff, but why should I have them, people that follow me, go and spend that money when they don't need to? What's going to make the biggest impact for the community that trusts you? And so everyone who's listening to our shows with you, periodically, they're going to hear from our sponsors too. Yeah. And and you know what, Jim, you mentioned that, you know, we didn't know what we do. I mean, like from my perspective... We did it for a lot of the same reasons as you. We wanted to yes. equip and inspire the manufacturing leader. And I knew if it was successful, it would bring awareness to me as a cutting tool distributor, which would be helpful for me. I was only and, going for thought leadership. Yeah. That was the th- whole thing in my head. is To establish your credibility as a job shop. Yeah. And it did, I think. It's very similar. Like, yes. you know, there's kind of a similarity there. But ultimately, you know, you start this thing, hopefully, for the reasons of helping a community. And that's the same thing with us. It was like there was a void, just yeah. like there was a void with the academy. There was nobody else that was doing that. There was a void with people reaching the manufacturing leaders. And we were there to fill that void. When you look at high-end machining, like high level, like cutting titanium, Inconel, aerospace, just everything, right? We have the biggest name. Yeah, online. For sure. So when we use products, it works, right? Mm-hmm, sure. There's a million companies that are, that I get calls all the time. People literally like camp at the door, you know, trying to like, but it's like, I just can't be partnered with too many people. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Does it benefit my partners? A hundred percent. But it also benefits the free education that everybody else is getting. But there's another thing that we've done. And one of the things that I'm super proud of is we're a distributor now. Mm-hmm. 
So I've come from a different place because now we have actually used these tools and we've done all these different things. And as we ramp up and we grow our platform and we give more free education and more of this and that, I don't want to be dependent on other people sponsoring. I want to have a foundation under our feet, right? And I've seen a problem. There's a problem in industry. And that is that when you look at huge companies, they pay less than mom and pop and garage companies yep. because of volume. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, you would have all of these salespeople going into shops, which now there's not as many and they go to the bigger shops. So a lot of the small people, small shops, job shops, mom and pops that actually follow me, they pay a crazy amount for these tools because they don't understand that you go for a back-end discount. They don't understand these different things. So with our community, we've just figured out like we're going to actually not race to the bottom. We're going to just give a fair price to everyone and no other deals, no discounts, no nothing. It is what it is. And you can watch the videos. You can click and purchase the tool. We taught you how to do it. And so that's been taken off. And sure. it's been amazing every day. I mean, we're getting... <laughs> yeah, it's been good, man. But you can only align with so many brands. And we know this to be true. Like you said, they can't partner with everybody. You got to walk a line between making sure you're serving your sponsors, but without losing focus on serving your audience, which is the whole reason you have sponsors yeah. in the first place. Right. So how do you walk that line? And, and has it ever been challenging for you? I told you before, like even with the TV show, people don't know, like I empty my bank accounts, my personal bank accounts to help fund that show. Right. Yeah. I wanted to go after greatness, you know, and walking the line, the people, the shops, what we set out to do to change manufacturing, to bring education, awareness, resources, that is 100% the focus. Mm -hmm. We are super honored to have like some amazing companies, each one handpicked because they have a certain value in the industry. But like you said, you can't have too many. You can't be like, You'll be stuck on Zoom calls forever. I need to be on a machine machining, you know? Yeah, so, it's kind of hard to have Coke yeah. and Pepsi, right? Exactly. So you gotta pick one. <laughs> but, you know, but then when it comes to the academy, like, yeah, so distribution is is a huge thing for us. The certifications is, is going to be less expensive than everything. But if you want to get certified, there'll be a fee, you know, sure. and that's yeah. how we plan on, like, funding the future of our academy. Yeah, so great. let's make a shift in, but stay in the whole marketing space. What do you see as what manufacturing companies, you know, your traditional job shop, what are they doing wrong from a manufacturing perspective? They're a marketing perspective, right? What are they doing wrong from a marketing perspective? Well, I look at machine shops, I look at companies, I look at, they don't understand the audience. Oh, yeah. Everybody, audience is key. Audience every, is, every, and that's where we started too, Jim. I know. You know, when we, when we started making chips. We were so green. Yeah. Some people at the beginning, they looked and they're like, why would we partner with Titan? He's got tattoos, he's got a past, but guess yeah. what? It's a huge part of your customer base that right. has yeah. struggles. Because people can relate to you and your problems and your issues and your pains. Sometimes there's like, you see all this machining, but I'm telling a story right. over the machining. So I'm showing you good content, but I'm actually, I'm talking about different things that happened in building a shop or getting a customer or problems that I had and how we solved them. And so... We teach machining, but we also teach philosophy and leadership and all of that. Do you think you like know? your average machine shop owner, they should be telling their story to their customers from a marketing perspective? I mean, like you said, everybody has a story. It might not be as big of a story as what you have, but everybody's got a story. I turned out, I used to speak like every couple of weeks for a while. They're like, people are paying me. I go yeah. out. 
it's like two days to travel. You speak, yes, and I'm so I turn everything it's down. Tiring. Yeah, I'm turn everything down. But then, are you guys going to the MFG AMT MFG? So I'm actually doing the the ending keynote. Sure. There, and I'm excited because the challenge is to take everyone and get them to understand we don't all have to compete. We can mobilize to truly change the industry. And mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm going to bring there. Right. Because if we all work together, you know, like I was trying, I did the whole school for Chicago and all these people wanted to do it, but then they didn't want to do it with these people and those people don't want to do it. Yeah, Every, everyone gets these, too territorial. And they're all and, doing yeah. it small. Everyone and I'm like, sharp elbows. you have to do it in scale. Like you yeah, have to do it yeah, big yeah. and stuff. So as I was saying, big companies, billion dollar companies, they care about what they care about. And because it's better than what they used to have, they're so excited and they sell it, but people see right through it. So when you actually look and serve your industry and you actually make a difference in a community while actually machining and making the money to actually do that, then you gain respect because people understand like, oh, these guys, they make incredible parts. The parts are amazing, but they put their time into doing, helping with autism or helping with schools or doing different things. And then you just build that community and then people talk about it and you get... Things just, doors open, man. And not everyone has, like, you've got a remarkable story, right? And not everyone has a story that's like yours. And everyone has a story. It's that impactful, right? Yeah, it, Jason's right. Everybody has a story. But I think the key to your story and the key takeaway for other manufacturers is your brand's story needs to become part of your customer's story. It needs to be more about them than it is like, you know, your, like my grandfather started my company. It's got to be about like something they can resonate with. And that's, I think, what works for you is people resonate with you and you're weaving their lives into your story. So it's not necessarily just tight and tight and tight and all about you, right? You can go to a customer and you can say, I'm going to make perfect parts for you, right? And I'm going to deliver them on time. I'm going to do all of that. And we're going to keep excelling. And they'll look and they heard it a million times. Sure. But you can go over there and you say, you know what? We make some incredible parts. We have amazing tolerance. And one of the greatest things that we care about is we invest in our people. We actually created a school in our machine shop. We actually use Titans of CNC. It's free. I'm not making money on it. It's free. And basically our students actually are learning and we actually give them the ability to actually. So as we're making your parts, we're investing in our company to make sure that our skills keep going up so that we can keep looking at your parts year after year and evaluating them and looking to drop prices because of efficiency. So once we set a price, it's not just going up. We're going to be fighting to drop it. Because of this, 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 and this. You know what I mean? Then they're like, whoa, that's awesome. Right. One time I was talking to like 500 teachers. And I said, you don't even know it. There's so many machines, like like schools for machining. If you're a leader and an owner of a company and that teacher does not have your personal cell phone, then shame on you. Right. You know what I mean? Like get involved, get connected, you know, find out the schools near you. Make sure that they understand that like you're there to help. You might be struggling, mm-hmm. but maybe you can give them advice. Maybe yeah. you can give them some tools, some old aluminum or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if we all kind of come to like I to gave it. you a big chunk of cast iron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see on the video we called you guys out? I haven't was seen like, it oh. yet. No. No, so, but we had some laying Thank you guys so. and your team. And yeah, yeah, we yeah. did a whole series on cast iron, put it on YouTube, and it's going to go on the Academy, but how to actually machine it, yeah, you know? Right. So That's thank easy. you. But, you know, See? okay, so everyone has a, a personal story. Every 
audience has a story that your story can resonate with, but like people don't tell it. People don't create content. And not everyone has a media team like Titans of CNC or making chips and, you know. I didn't always have it. Right. So like you can tell stories every day and you don't have to do some super high-end video. Here's some advice for the people who are trying to grow their business. Just create content. Use your cell phone. Figure it out. Yeah, but it's not for everybody, Nick. It's not for everybody. Yeah, but like if I can't Some people find aren't comfortable. You, if in... all you have is a one-page website, like half the contract manufacturers I deal with, and I can't find you, and there's nothing in your brand that tells any sort of a story or right. tells us a, a success story that you created for your customers. It's right. just like, here's my facilities list. Yeah, but here's the like, thing. You like, don't everybody, stand out. Everybody goes out there and they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to put myself on video because I don't have 130,000 people that follow me like Titan. Yeah, well, you don't who have cares one about, until you get yeah, one. Who cares about that? Like when we started making chips, we were like, if we can get 50 people to listen, well, that's 50 people that we can make an impact on. Yeah. And so like, I would say for each manufacturing leader out there, just make an impact on a small amount of people. Like that's what it well, all comes down to. That's such a good point. So 50 people that you made an impact on tell somebody else. Yes. Now, now it's exponential. Yeah. They tell 50 more people each. It's and now, an exponential and then you got But just remember, manufacturers traditionally aren't good marketers. Well, I know that. That's why we're giving them advice, Jack. I know, but they may not be passionate about it. They may hate it. Yeah. You know, they can be slow and you, not, you know, not be able you know to fill crazy? their business. What's that? Is that... When you go to the big aerospace companies, if you just search them on LinkedIn, you see purchaser, 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 buyer, buyer, right, buyer, right, all yeah. through. And chances are, when you start friending these people and linking, they start linking. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I realize, people ask me like, oh, meaning of life or, and everything. And I, I truly believe that when you get on that path, the right path, and everything clicks and it's based on service. Not only do you have that meaning of life and that peace in your life, but you realize like that serving is everything. And so if any company that's able to, like I said, find a charity, get a voice to make changes and to serve some part of our society, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever yeah, Giving it is. and receiving become exactly. the same thing. The more and you give, the more you give. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I'm trying to teach my daughter. I'm like, you know, the one thing that makes everybody so unhappy is that they make life about themselves. Yeah. When you make your purpose about right somebody that's, else, that's, true that's when you find your happiness. Exactly. You know what I mean? People, like, we were talking about golfing and I'm like, I'm not going to go, if I go golfing, I'm going to wish my wife was there. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah, when, exactly. when I see her happy, that's when I'm happy. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm happy to yeah. make myself Truly. happy. Yeah. Yes, very I true. always feel that way when I travel. I see a lot of cool things. There's about five times in our conversations where I'm like, especially when you're talking about your daughter and getting her into it, where I'm just like, I want her to hear that. Yeah, you know, yeah, when you yeah. love people, you care about people, you just want them to share your experiences. That's so awesome. thank you for sharing your experiences with us. And it's on making chips so your daughter can hear it. Yeah, there it you comes go. Out. So, so I don't think my wife or daughter listen to the podcast. Yeah. So, so Titan, really quick, you know, you've had this journey in life. You know, you've had a lot of ups and downs. Okay. Is there anything that you regret? going through your life and what sticks out is like really like the most grateful thing that you have two questions <laughs> i mean besides like my children my family you know regrets there's some things that i've done in my life of course i went to prison that i'm not proud of and but i can't change right so i just move forward to try to change as many lives for the positive to serve the industry serve as many people give 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 and um, do as much as I can. Yeah. When I we talked about early on, we talked about on um, Jeff Weaver investing and and all that. Super grateful, Bill Selway, Jerry from Western Tools. These are individuals that came at my into my life at, at a pivotal time that changed the course of my life, 
my family's life, and now millions of people's lives that are being touched. Yeah, it's you know? almost like so, it was orchestrated. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> you know like I mean? if you're connected to a community of leaders, you yeah. can solve yeah. your problems. Yeah, exactly. You know your business, right? You know, you know, it's funny. I don't want to get all into it, but right before like 2001 and that whole thing happened and stuff, I had somebody prophesied over my life. And okay. it's just such a deep story, but it, it happened. It was a crazy thing where things were happening. And then like I had prayed like, Lord, like, if what everybody's saying, because I was speaking at men's groups and stuff and just about my testimony. And then I was like, please like have this person come to me and like verify it. And like, literally like you can't, it's hard because other people won't experience, but at the second way across the church, she stopped, walked up, walked down, came down. And she basically told me like everything. She was like, used to be an athlete. You've been through crazy things. And she's like, one day you're going to own your company. I couldn't even like make my bills. This is somebody you <laughs> never knew. Never knew. And she's like, um, one day you're going to own your company. And that company is, you're going to, millions of people are going to be like, their lives are going to be changed. I see you in the forefront. I see you on TV. I see, and it was an impossible thing. And it, I even lost like sight of it. Like at the beginning, I wrote it on my mirror and I prayed, but I had to go through valleys first, you know? I had to go through 08 and 09 to to have the passion to say, like, I have something worth fighting for now, Mm -hmm. you know? And so people might misunderstand me, but a lot of times I I joke around like, oh, I'm Morpheus. Like, sometimes I go so over the top because I'm trying to show you, (laughs) you're running at 100 inches a minute. Here's 1,600 inches a minute. Yeah. Do you want the red pill or the blue pill? <laughs> I took the red and moved to Texas. There but. you go. <laughs> so Titan, one last question. You know, we always end our episodes with a bam and you've got boom. Where did the boom I come from? I had the boom first. You well, you did. Yeah, boom and bam right. are two but, different but you know words. They're yes. two different things and we didn't even like know about you when we started yeah, yeah, the bam. Yeah, so like, sure. where did the boom come from? I actually know exactly because people have, uh, it was episode four. We were making CrossFit rigs in our TV show and we had made all these rigs and parts and we had truck loads and everything. And we were like driving down to San Jose. Like, so I was like, oh, we got this, we got this, we got all these bones and we got all of this stuff and we're driving down to the customer. We're going to like install it. Like everything's awesome. Boom. <laughs> and yeah. it just came out. I, yes, That's I, I, I get it. it. That was probably how it is. Well, you know, as I remember, there was a chef that used to go Bam! What was his name? I forgot. Uh, I know. Um, I, I can't remember. Uh, I forgot. Do you know what we say to close out these? Uh, go, let, me, go let me just say something. Yeah. Online, I would see like shop owners and different people and they would say, well, I don't like Titan. Because I don't like how he does the boom. Oh, gosh. Oh, come on. <laughs> people are so petty. <laughs> but then I would go on stage in front of schools and yeah. all the kids and they'd be like, do you have questions? And all these hands and then like, they'd raise their hand and like, can you do the boom? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, awesome. So I'm like, I don't, really don't care yeah. what people think. Like the kids love it. Yep. That's yeah. what it's about. Well, you know? there's yeah. things that catch on. Like, yeah. you know, we have a motto. That, yeah. That, do you know how we close out the episodes? No, I don't. It's a slogan that everyone's familiar with in the industry. Right. If you're not making chips, you're not, not making, making money. money. Bam. Bam. Boom. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Making Chips podcast. Jim and Jason knew that the metalworking nation, the community of world-class makers, needed to commit to a new way of leading to stay ahead of the competition. So, Making Chips was created to fill that void, to give you advice from other manufacturing leaders who can push you to take action. Your manufacturing challenges have a solution, and many of them are at makingchips.com.